Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, a messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. Oh, y'all, I am so excited by today's episode. I think you're really going to get a lot out of it because I'm going to give you five steps to having an epic summer with your kids. We're going to jump right into it. Number one, be proactive. Plan to have a great summer. Do not be lazy. Now, here's a quotable for you. Life happens whether you participate or not. So life is going to happen whether you participate or not, and I hope that you choose joy. In being proactive, we're going to plan activities that are going to make the summer epic. Now, I don't want to hear you say, I'm not creative. I don't know what to do. She's lost her mind. I'm too busy. I'm exhausted. Mm -mm, Forget that. I'm taking away the excuses by giving you this podcast. And then over at kathylanham.com, we've got freebies, free things that I have content and value over there for you. So there is no excuse. As you're planning, Google is your friend. Not often is Google your friend, but in doing this, it is. Have you ever done a trip advisor on your own town? How about things to do in my area? Weekend activities with kids, free and inexpensive things to do. You can Google a multitude of topics and ideas, you can look at it from different angles and you're going to get some responses. Second thing you're going to do after you have planned is figure out what, how far are you willing to go? What is the radius that you're willing to travel? Now for me, I had five kids and I was totally okay with doing a two hour road trip. I drew a circle of all of the towns that were within two hours of me. And then I expanded my search. What is there to do? For example, when we lived in Nashville, we could take an hour and a half, two hour trip south to the Space Center in Alabama. And that was a phenomenal find. As a matter of fact, it was so good we did it when family would come up. We would take them all the way down there. So consider what's the radius that you would feel comfortable in driving to and participating in and then see what else there is to do there. I'm going to encourage you when you're making these trips and when you're making your plans, I'm going to give you a word that you're going to hear me say a lot, and that is backwards plan. So you want to backwards plan. If it's going to take you two hours to get there, what's rush hour? What time will you arrive? What time do they open? What time do they close? Do they allow food? Do they not allow food? So when you're in the planning process and looking at these places you want to go, you do want to figure those things in because it does become important. So number one, do not be lazy and be proactive and plan. Number two, you're going to calendar block. And if that's a new concept for you, I'll describe it in a nutshell. It is when you take a calendar, in my case, a physical calendar, because I like to see it written out, 
And on this calendar, you're going to put everything that needs to be done. Going to the doctor's office, when are you going to work? Because if you have a side hustle, you have to work to keep that baby going, right? So you're going to put in all the family activities that need to be done, including t-ball games, swim meets, whatever has to be on that calendar, you put it on. And then you're going to go in and fill in the blanks. When can you work? When can you do these day trips? And this is a great system, not only for your life, but for your business and of course for your family. So it doesn't matter if you are messy, if you're extreme OCD, or if you're somewhere in between, by writing it out and seeing what you have to do, you don't forget things. By having it written out, you see where can you plan. And the beautiful thing about this is it does allow you to be flexible. When you have a menu made out on your refrigerator, you know you have the ingredients for these meals. So let's say that you don't feel like whatever you had planned for Monday night, you can easily switch it because you took the time to plan because you calendar blocked it out. This, another really good thing is this lets your yes be yes and your no be no to your children. You're not continually saying, oh, we'll do that someday. Oh, not right now. We'll do it later. Oh, we'll do it later. You know what happens when you do that? Your kids learn to distrust you because later never comes. This way you can be flexible. You have things planned out and by having a structure, it actually allows you more freedom. Okay, number three, we are going to teach all summer, but they're not going to know you're teaching. Teach, but don't let your kids catch you teaching. Now, I'm going to give a quick aside here. Let me go down a real quick rabbit trail. Your kids do need some structured scholastic time. Let me just say that in a different way. And and you can ask any of your teacher friends and they will tell you that when they get the kids back in August, It's like, oh my word, what did they do? Check their brains in May and they're not checking back in until August. So you do need some structured time for your kids to write, to read, to critically think, to do their chores, to be responsible, to be on a schedule. You do need that structured into your life because that is important to keep their skills sharp and to keep them ahead of where they were when they stopped in May. But what I'm talking about when we're teaching and not letting our kids catch us teach is we're letting other folks do it for us. We're having fun while we're learning. Little Mary Poppins in here, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, if you will. The best way to do this is by getting some memberships. Memberships to aquariums, zoos, science sitters, discovery centers, history enactment centers. Those are the types of places that offer experienced guides or experienced teachers that offer classes. And the places themselves are great fun. This can be a little bit expensive. So maybe for this first summer, you only do one. One great way to afford these memberships is to just ask your parents, your siblings, aunts and uncles, when they're asking you what you want your kids to have for their birthday, say, A great idea is to ask for memberships or money toward memberships where you're matching what they give because that helps you to afford it. They're giving an experience and not just something else in your house. And double bonus, if they come to visit, it might be that the pass will allow them to come with you for free. And here's a tip too. If you want to justify the cost of the membership, you can amateurize that out. So 
I think our zoo membership back when I had all five kids was somewhere around $200 for a family membership. If I divide that $200 by five, then it's $40 a a person basically until I divide it again by the number of times we go. And then it becomes very affordable in my way of rationalization and, and amateurization. So that's kind of fun. Now, the beauty of an aquarium or a zoo or a science center is a lot of times they will have reciprocal relationships with other like facilities. So a zoo, for example, will have reciprocity with zoos in the area. And reciprocity means you can take your membership card and go to a zoo and use your membership card to get in. It's always good to check that, but that's a little fact that people don't know is that if things are are reciprocal, so you can get a lot more than just one or two visits off of your card to your own facility, you can go elsewhere. Particularly great if it happens across state lines and you go visit a family member somewhere else and go visit their zoo for free. So that is a total bonus. I'm going to give you some tips to further maximize your membership. Of course, going as often as possible is a, is the first way. The second is plan to be there early. Backwards plan, if you will. If the place that you're going opens at 10, plan to be there at 10. So again, you're going to backwards plan. Lunches need to be made. Kids need to be aware that you're going. Outfits laid out. Get ready to get out that door so that you can get there when the doors open. The reason for that is that's when all the stuff happens. That's when all the fun begins. The animals are actually out because it's cool and cooler in the morning. And the animals are out. They're being fed. The zookeepers are there. The vets are there checking the animals. And that is a whole fascinating science lesson in and of itself. Same thing for the aquarium. That's when the keepers are feeding the animals and you get to see behind the scenes stuff. And if you are there with some regularity, those workers start to recognize you and your family and then they'll offer you maybe little inside peeks behind the scenes. So that is, that's a great reason to show up early. Another is you beat the heat and The third reason is you beat the crowds. So if preschools or summer camps are coming to those same places with you, you're going to be there before them and be ahead of the game. So then by the time that your kids are ready for lunch and are getting tired, you've already seen and done most of the activities. You take a break while all of those groups are coming in and then you go back in. Another thing I would suggest is if you get there a little late, go opposite the flow. So if you normally go in and go to the right, but you see that that's what the daycares are doing, go in and go to the left. Just some little tips and tricks from one who's been there and accessorized the t-shirt. Another point on teaching and not letting them catch you teach. Most libraries, I would actually go on record as saying probably every library in the country has a summer reading program. Now how that looks in your town and the relationship that you have with your librarian don't know, I'm going to suggest you create a relationship with your librarian. And if perhaps that person isn't the best, that's the beauty of a public library, you can go to another one. And reciprocity with library cards. In in Lexington, Kentucky, the Fayette County Library Card works for all of the branches, but I don't live in Fayette County. Close to Lexington, so I can get a library card there as well as in my town. And my town has a library that is incredible. It is stellar. We can 3D print, we can laser print, we can go and record movies and videos. They have all of the best, newest, latest 
and old DVDs that you can check out. So take full advantage of your library resources. But back to the summer reading program, those come with prizes and gifts. So it's incentive for your children to to read. And as a double bonus, they have prizes for adults as well. One year, I actually won a year membership to the Science Museum. So that was totally worth it to model reading to my kids, and they read alongside me. It does take a little work to keep up with their book titles, but it is so worth it. Then on the actual, we're going to take the time to keep our skills sharp, where you're actually going to buy some workbooks or buy some programmed books where your kids can work through. I would suggest either playing school, so everybody's working at the same time, or just that you have that as a set part of your day. For 30 minutes every day, we're going to do ABC. You work while they're working. So you're modeling working as they are working. So that is a fun way to do school, if you will. And you can ask your teacher, you can go to any parent teacher store. If you have a big box store, Costco, Sam's, Walmart, they have those activity books, everything your fifth grader should know, everything your third grader should know. You can check those out. And I would suggest getting the grade that they just completed so that you have a review of skills and it should be very easy for them and should instill confidence. And it's by the repetition and the doing over and over that they um, will practice those skills and not be frustrated. And of course, if you have a Sheldon and you want to work ahead, that's fine, but just make sure that it's fun and it's skills that you're willing to help them with but you want this to be an activity that they can do with a minimum of your help. All right. And of course, stickers from the Dollar Tree go a long way. Point four is limit screen time. Summer is not the time to have the TV or your screens, your computer, your iPads, whatever devices you're using. Summer is not the time for those to be your default babysitter. I don't mean no screens, but very limited. You want the outside play. You want them to be creative. You want them out moving. You want them using their brains. Now, the exception to that can be movie day. When my kids were growing up, a lot of the theaters in our area offered free movie days, and they published their schedule of movies in advance. And that is so fun to get to go. Even if it's a movie you've seen before, you're going, you're experiencing it on the big screen, you're buying the popcorn and the big Coke, and you're sharing it all around, and that is such fun. Again, I'm going to suggest that you get there early so that you beat the preschools. That is super fun. Or if you're in an area where your theaters don't offer it, a great alternative is to have movie day with friends at your house. And you can switch this up, and you and your friends do it different weeks so you each get a break. Another fun thing to do a movie theater showing in the backyard so that is kind of fun. And we, I discovered this and this whole plan actually of of how to have an epic summer because of a knee jerk reaction my husband had. Years ago all the kids are home and he came in several days in the same week and all of the kids were laying in front of the TV. Of course the house was a mess. I didn't have any schedules. We were a hot mess. And he just, in a fit of, this is not going to happen, you're not going to lay around the house all day, he literally unplugged the TV and took it out to the garage, where it stayed all summer. But the fun flip side of that was, is I had to start looking for activities for us to do. And we went to a plantation south of us. Our tour guide was an older lady, and she asked, so prim and proper, now does anyone know why the kitchen was oftentimes set apart from the main mansion. 
Well, precocious son number two raises his hand. And of course, you could see that she doubted he would know, but she was going to patronize him and call on him. So she says, yes, young man, do you have any idea? And answered quite adroitly, yes, you have to have the kitchen away from the mansion because that's where you do all the cooking. And they had to cook over the fire. And if the fire got out of control, it would burn the whole house down. And they didn't have fire trucks like we do. They had to put it out with a water brigade. So you had to have the kitchen separate from the main house so you didn't burn everything down. And so she goes, oh, oh, so you must really be a history student. And he said, no, my daddy took our TV and put it in the garage. So we have to find dumb things like this to do every day. So the planning and limiting your screen time can have great benefits. Point five, as I wrap this up, is going to be water, 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 water. Whether it's a pool membership, going to the lake, backyard water days, or going to a friend's, enjoying a pool, enjoying a body of water, and having a good time. Truly and firmly believe Everyone needs to know how to swim because that is a life skill I don't believe you need to live without. Your YMCA, local pools, those lifeguards will offer group and private instruction all during the summer. So please take advantage of that. Please make sure that your children see you swim, that you model that, and that they know. Now with pool memberships, I want to remind you that those lifeguards are not your babysitters for the summer. So don't drop your kids off. Just saying, that's not how that goes. Please stay with your children and monitor them because of course you are ultimately the parent. Now I will give you some pool etiquette that you need to teach your children that you need to do and that you need to be responsible for. Because whether you're going to your mom's pool or a friend's pool, if you have been invited over to enjoy someone else's pool, the hostess, they have done their part by inviting you. You need to model being a great guest. And that means you offer to bring snacks and maybe lunch and drinks for everyone. Don't impose on the hostess by expecting her to provide snacks for your hungry children. And you know, there's nothing like a day of swimming and playing out in the water if you're at the beach or the lake that just makes kids ravenous. So make sure that you're offering to bring the snacks and make sure that you have everyone that's going to be there covered. Another thing is not only in the area of providing your own food and drink, but do not presume or assume that the hostess is going to provide you with towels or play toys. Please bring your own your towels, your floaties, your pool toys, your dry clothes, you are supplying your own. And then here's something that folks never think about, but it's great for you to show your kids and for you to teach this character trait. And that is the respect of their rules and their property. So ask the hostess that's invited you what the rules are. Make sure that you don't inadvertently violate how they like to have things done. And that includes the pool toys, what's allowed in the pool, their bathroom rules, making sure that your children know not to go to the bathroom in the pool, and then going in and out of the house or in and out of the gate or the fence, that they don't mess with the filters, pool pump, or excessive splashing. And you're not, I already said, you're not dropping your kids off for them to babysit while, oh, I'm just going to run a few errands. No, no, and no again. You are not running errands while they watch your children, especially not in a pool. And another cardinal rule is if one child has been invited to an event, say a pool party, a birthday party, that doesn't mean all of your kids get to come. So if Sarah Jane has been invited to a birthday party for Lucy Lou, you are not going to stay with Sammy. Stephen, Scott, and Horatio to swim as well. 
It's not their party. They weren't invited. So just Sarah Jane gets to stay. That's the exception to dropping a child off. And then last but not least, clean up according to their specifications. Where do their toys go? Where do the beach towels go? How do the chairs need to be stacked? All of that. How, what is their standard for cleanliness? Please be respectful and do that. Don't just leave everything in the pool and dry off and go. And also do not leave your pool toys. Oh, it'll just be so much easier. I'll leave them until the next time we come. No, if you brought it with you, you take it home. That's just that. And now this one is um, a little bonus at no extra cost to you, and that is week-long camps. That is another great investment of time and money. They can be free, such as Vacation Bible School, which is a daily thing where you're going to go to a church facility and the kids can participate in their Vacation Bible School or a Backyard Bible Club. Also, there's a multitude of camps. There's cooking camps, there's drama camps, there's sports camps, there's loads of things. There's overnight camps and there's day camps. So as your children have different interests and have different talents and abilities, then you can also take advantage of these week-long memberships. And that gives you a break and gives them a break, gives them a chance to learn from and be with other people and other children and learn how to make friends. Life happens whether you participate or not. So I hope that you choose to participate fully this summer and have an absolute epic year. Until next time, much love. guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at Kathy Lanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.